Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Anything Goes Comedy Club. Hey everyone, welcome to the Anything Goes Comedy Club. My name is John Perrin, and I'm going to be your host here every week. Here at the Anything Goes Comedy Club, we will try and provide new episodes for our listeners weekly. The plan is to have new talent comedians to provide you with some fun and laughs. Viewer discretion is advised because we are exactly what we say. Anything goes. If you don't like swearing or rude jokes, this is definitely not the podcast for you. So close this podcast and go join Como and Friends over on CNN. Enjoy the show. Tonight, joining us from Las Vegas, Derek Richards. Nice to be here. I live in uh, Las Vegas. Who's been down here to Vegas? Come on, make some noise. Who's been to Vegas? I live there. I love it there. I'll tell you what, I still love the plane ride coming into Vegas. There's an energy on the plane when you're going out there, right? Everybody's excited, right? You see the strip, the landing gear opens, everybody on board is full of Red Bull and hope. You got your Ocean's Eleven playing all laid out to knock off the Bellagio, right? Swearing to God, this trip, your system's going to bring down the house. Then what happened, same as the last time you were there, four days later, back at the airport, broke, hung over with an STD you picked up from a Groupon hooker. Because you were cheap and tried to save money at the end of the week. Spend the money on the hookers, my friend. That's my advice to you. Groupon, great for the buffets, not so much for the ass. I apologize. I don't know why I looked at you when I said that. I don't know why you struck me as a man that would want to cut corners on prostitution. I like to say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it itches, and then that shit's yours forever. Enjoy. The souvenir that keeps on giving. I love it there, man. They never take your drink away in Vegas. Never last call. They don't care when they serve it to you. Breakfast, eggs and toast, 6 a.m. Waitress, you want a beer with that? I love you. Of course, you get free booze when you're gambling, right? That's when you make all your good gaming decisions. I love gambling, too, man. I'm an idiot. I bet on everything. All the sports, March Madness, I went crazy this past year. I was sad only because my school didn't get into the tournament, Phoenix Online. They got taken out by DeVry in the GED Classic. I lost a ton on that one. Sports, everything, baseball, football, baseball fans in here, baseball people, yes? All right, those of you clapping, question, steroids in the game, do you care? Thank I, I think it should be mandatory. For every player in the league to be as jacked out of his mind on as many steroids as his body will allow. I'm talking syringes, creams, coach has a super soaker and fires it in everybody's pie hole before the start of the game. Get them all cranked up, I wanna be entertained. 
You ever pay good money for a box seat in a ball game? Bottom of the ninth, one nothing? That's not fun. God forbid you watch a no-hitter. That's two idiots playing catch. I want every game to be 30 to 29. 17 home runs taking out skyscraper windows three blocks away. That's entertaining to Derek. You tell me you wouldn't pay good money to watch one of these steroid-induced nut jobs go running into the stands and beat the piss out of some drunk, heckling idiot fan. How cool would that be? Better yet, some guy running down to second base, chest explodes halfway there. Oh. Yes, he is. Huge hockey fan. Those guys are insane. Some of the toughest athletes. You ever watch a game, a guy get hit in the face with a puck, drops to the ice, blood everywhere, you think he's dead. Oh, no. They drag him in the locker room and stitch him up, but like with barbed wire and a nail gun. And then Wackadoodle comes back out and plays? Fucking crazy. Baseball players love the sport, biggest babies. Those guys, they'll be taken out of a game. You don't even know what happened. You just hear the announcer on television go, well, Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia won't be in tonight. Uh, apparently yesterday, he was frightened by a small woodland creature. <laughs> Huge football fan, love watching the NFL. I'm originally from Detroit. You're going to laugh at this. I am a Lions fan. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. You don't care that I'm a Lions fan. You know why? Because we don't ruin anybody's Sunday. <laughs> Lions jersey? That is so non-polarizing. I might as well wear a sweater from The Gap. <laughs> I wear that. People look at me like I'm in hospice. Oh, how much longer does he have? ask me, they go, what's it like to be a Lions fan? You know what it's like to be a Lions fan? A Lions fan is like being in a codependent domestic assault relationship. It is. Because they treat you bad, but not bad enough to leave. Like, they'll start off the season and win the first four games, and everything's great. He's bringing home a bottle of wine. You're cooking dinner together, picking out a nice house on the hill, sitting by the fire. Then they drop six in a row. He comes home stinking drunk, getting mouthy and pushing you around. And then they win three, and he's in therapy, and everything's on the right path. And then they drop the last three to get into the playoffs. And you come home, and he's banging the babysitter in the parking lot. That's what it's like being a Detroit Lions fan. Thank you for applauding my pain. I love the NFL. I'll tell you what, though, I get annoyed they keep making the game safer for the players. That's gotten out of hand. I say they make all that money. Deal with it. Let's go the other way and make the game more dangerous. Starting this season, no helmets, and one guy gets a knife. And they always want to show the owner of the team up in the skybox. Why? What's he doing up there? Nothing. 
suit and a bottle of water, really, you own the team millions of dollars. How do you sit up there and watch your team play sober? <laughs> My God, if I bought the Lions every game, you'd hear the announcer go, well, let's take a look at new Detroit owner Derek Richards high up in the box. With his pants off. <laughs> Trying to light farts on fire with matches. And drinking shots of whiskey off a Groupon hooker's ass. This man knows how to own a team, people. I'm a huge sports fan. There is a difference between sports and activities. For example, do we have any hunters here in the room? Hunters, by applause. Hunters, yes? <laughs> Three of you doing all the work, huh? <laughs> Hunting, if you do it, God bless you. It's your right. It's an activity. It's not a sport. It's not. A sport is when all the players know they're playing. <laughs> Last time I checked, the deer sadly missing a jersey. <laughs> and make no mistake, hunters, you better pray the day never comes when deer get opposable thumbs and a line of credit. <laughs> they start showing up at Bass Pro Shop in Gander Mountain looking to buy a 12-gauge and blow your head off on some random day they declare opening day for human season. They're not going to tell you when it is. You sure as hell didn't tell them. <laughs> and they're smart. They'll be hiding out waiting for you in human blinds. <laughs> you heard me, human blinds. NASCAR tracks, titty bars, Walmart. <laughs> Looking to lure you out by spraying themselves down with Pabst Blue Ribbon and barbecue sauce. I'm a meat eater, but I also support animal rights, which is why I think we should stop eating animals and start eating bratty kids. <laughs> I've never had a chicken keep me awake on a red eye from Vegas to Miami. <laughs> There's not one documented case of a cow dropping out of high school to become a stripper. <laughs> and I've never heard a pig say, I don't have to listen to you, you're not my real dad. Oh, really? In the oven, Caitlin! <laughs> Oh, drink up, have a good time. I'm Irish, I have my own set of drinking issues. Irish folks in here, anybody sober enough to clamp? I grew up Irish Catholic, hardcore. So hardcore, my ma, she's got a picture on the wall of Jesus having a Guinness with Bono. I call it a Jew, a brew, and you too. Catholics in here, Catholics? Couple of you guys, thanks for coming out. God bless you. Appreciate you making the trip. Thanks for being here. I don't know what it means either. I'm not going to lie to you. I slept through church. I was a terrible kid. I did all the church stuff you're supposed to do. I studied the Ten Condiments. Read all about Genesis. Great band. Sad thing. All I can tell you about church is that when communion comes out, that's like the two-minute warning. You know it's true. Here come the crackers. We're almost out of here. 
What would Jesus do? Not miss kickoff, Padre. Step on it. Come from a small Irish Catholic family, only three kids. Small for my people. Yeah, even Dad's sperm were drunk and lazy. Oh, you know him. I don't have any kids. If you have them, good for you. I just don't have that parental gene. Therefore, I decide to not reproduce. That show comes on. Oh, that show comes on. Couldn't even watch it. That 19 kids and counting. Oh. I watched one episode for five minutes. Gave myself a vasectomy. I got a friend of mine, she loved the show. I asked her, I go, why do you watch this? She goes, people are impressed watching a man and woman raise 19 kids. I'm like, really? You know who's not impressed? Mexicans. <laughs> this new information for you people. actually talked to a doctor about getting a vasectomy. If you've had it, you know it's an easy procedure. You're in and out of there in about a half hour. Here's what he tells me. He says, when you're done, all you have to do is go home, lay down, grab yourself a bag of frozen corn, set it on your junk, and rest. Really, medical science? That's the best advice you have to offer me to reduce pain and swelling is for me to pack my penis in produce? I'm not going to lie to you, Sacramento. I have had my dick in a number of questionable situations. <laughs> to be completely honest, I have had sex with things you wouldn't put in chili. I'm too honest? I thought we could share. <laughs> I want a vasectomy because I fear having a stupid kid. That's got to suck. <laughs> now, when I say that, I'm not talking about a kid with a learning disability. I'm talking about a stupid kid like my little cousin. <laughs> he's the kid where, like, if you stuck him in a room with a fork and a toaster in five minutes, he's dead. That kind of stupid. <laughs> Let's be honest. We all know somebody with a kid like that. If you don't, he's fucking yours. the kid I would have. I know my DNA and my chemical and alcohol dependency issues down the line. Believe me, I have more fucked up genes than TJ Maxx. Thank you, bargain shoppers, for picking up on that one. You ever grab a pair of pants over there and hold them up? 36, 32, 25? Who's buying this shit? A pirate? If you got a dumb kid, my heart goes out to you, people. Because seriously, look at it this way. A dumb kid is like a bad performing stock that you can't sell for 18 years. <laughs> Think about it. You've got to tote that little dumb shit around a long time. I don't care how you look at it. It drags down your family portfolio. I think you should be able to take a kid back until they're five. Think about it, ladies. You do everything right during the pregnancy. Eat well, drink a lot of water, take your vitamins, pop out a kid, hope for a genius. Oh. 
Then he's three under the sink eating cleanser. Really? You gotta be kidding me, honey. Get the receipt. I got a buddy of mine who's got two of them. Two idiots. What are the odds? You ever call someone's house, they have to spell around the kids because they're little? I call my buddy. I go, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, oh, we're taking the kids to D-I-S-N-E-Y. I'm like, your kid's there in the room? He goes, yeah. I'm like, aren't they nine and ten? Maybe take them to S-C-H-O-O-L. So they don't become a D-U-M-A-S. S. Another letter in there too, whatever. I always laugh too. People make such a big deal out of childhood obesity and the lack of exercise with kids. But think about this. School zones are only 15 miles per hour. Here's an idea. Crank it up to 60. Those little fat bastards will start running. Don't look at me like I have three heads. I am a genius. I'll tell you what, they won't let them keep scoring T-ball, I guarantee you. They'll keep scoring dead fat kids over the salad bar. What's for lunch today? Kale! That's it. Lean and mean starts now. You saw what happened to Cupcake Kathy last week. If you have more than one kid, be smart about it. Space them out properly. Don't screw yourself. Who has more than one kid in here? More than one kid? More than one child right up front. How many do you have? Four kids? Wow, good for you. Uh, close together in age? Twin 12-year-olds? Ten and eight. Perfect. Nice job. I say that because I got a buddy of mine. He screwed up big time. He's got three kids. Check this out. Their ages, 19, 17, and two. Friends of mine, they don't have kids, they have pets, they treat them like they're kids. A friend of mine just got a dog. I love this phrase, I know what it means, but it just makes me laugh. I go, Where'd you get the dog? She looks at me, she goes, I rescued it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you now? Were you wearing a cape? <laughs> My little superhero. Did you go flying into a canyon, turn over a wrecked car, pull out the little doggy? Is that what you did with the big rescue? I was asking her about the dog. She goes, I got him. He's a cocker spaniel. He was all dirty, greasy, stinky, hair matted down, goopy shit in his eyes, teeth all rotted out. She named it Yuba City. Thank God there's more you laughing than not laughing. That's, uh... Oh, 
It's got all your cocktails going. I'm a big fan of the Irish whiskey. I used to, uh, I used to drink Crown Royal a lot of it. Crown drinkers in here, crown people. Those bottles come in that purple velvet bag. I saved up enough of those, I made a pool cover. I'm old school. I like, I don't know, whiskey-flavored whiskey. Sue me. I can't wrap my brain around a flavored whiskey, apple, maple, cinnamon, really, cinnamon, whiskey. Because really, I'm sure right before the big 1916 Easter uprising, when Ireland fought for their freedom against England, they all got together at a pub and said, tomorrow we may lose our lives for Ireland. But tonight, shots of fireball for all my warriors. Seamus, Kevin, Patrick, let's do this. Make mine chilled. I'm pretty basic in my beer taste. I like Guinness. I get annoyed going to these microbrews, places that make their own beer, right? You ever walk into one of these places? Try to order your favorite commercial beer. They don't have it, and then they make you feel like shit. You walk in, right? You're like, hey, can I get uh, two Bud Lights and a Corona? Bartender just stares at you, goes, mm, I'm sorry, we don't have any of that stuff here. <laughs> nope, all handcrafted brews, fresh ingredients, everything made right here on the premises. Go ahead and take a look behind me, 55 taps. I'm sure one probably tastes like your little faggy Bud Light or Corona. <laughs> And if you've never been there, the names make no sense to you. you you're right, you sit there like an idiot going, all right, I don't know, shit, give me an amber walnut gorilla cock. I don't even know what the hell that is. I hate you. Then they get all pretentious and elitist about the ingredients, right? Bartender's back, they're going, oh, you should try what our brewmaster concocted today. Oh, it's dark, it's very hoppy, it's made with artichoke hearts and the tears of Somali war widows. <laughs> very much, God bless you, enjoy your night, take care, bye! Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Anything Goes Comedy Club. Please support the podcast, share it with your friends, it would be very much appreciated. And anybody looking to do a show can get a hold of me by email, John Perrin, J-O-N, Perrin, P-E-R-R-I-N, at rogers.com. Take care. See you next week.